0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about bringing back the old raids. I want to see the raids in Destiny 2 get a little bit more presence in the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at rage.com. Uh, you can listen in those places, engage there, or come in live and hang out with us if you're on YouTube. Hitting like, subscribe, and the little bell button helps me out. And the reason I wanted to do this video is because I've been noticing it get more traction in the community. I've been seeing tweets, uh, Reddit posts, and forum posts about you know bringing back the raids, rotating them. A lot of people have been saying you know wh- why not do contest modifier, you know so it could be a little bit harder, and then you could do different things with them. So I wanted to give a full sort of argumentation to this idea because I'm happy to see more and more people asking for it, hoping that maybe Bungie can pick this up and run with it, because I do think there's a lot of great content in the raids that are sitting pretty dormant right now that could be reused. So first, I'm just going to answer the question, why? Why should we bring these back? Why should we do anything with Leviathan in the old raids? Second, how? How could they do it? How would they implement it? And then lastly, let's talk about the loot and the grind. Like, what would it look like if you're going into these raids and running them week to week You know, if they were rotating especially? So so why. I thought it was a really really great time during Age of Triumph when they brought back all the raids and there was a there was a rotation, there was a challenge, there was a cool new reason to go run them. All the armor had the ornaments, you know, on them and then you had the exotic versions of the primaries. So, you know, you get your elemental primaries back that they took away from us. I'm still salty about that, but that's how they brought them back. It was great because it kept things from getting stale. It keeps things fresh. You know, one week you're doing all the, you know, you're doing Atheon and I thought the Atheon challenge was great. Uh, you know, and so then the next week you're in a different raid, you know, it just it felt nice. It was like, oh, this week's King's Fall. Uh, and then, you know, the next week you were in, you know, Crota, and then Wrath. And I think it keeps things fresh for that end game grind community. They're 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 flipping from one to the next, and they're doing it with purpose. There's a reason. There's something that you're going for, there's something that you're getting. And I think that's a really, really nice way to kind of inject the end game with some life. And honestly, it's some of the best content in Destiny. If you're thinking about PvE. End game content. Some of the best content is in the raids, and there's a lot of raids right now. There's a lot of raid content in Destiny 2, Just Leviathan alone, with its layers, is is a pretty is a pretty significant amount of content. Um, you know, and then Crown of Sorrow is here too, so that would be one of the layers. Well, it's I don't they don't call it a layer, but you know, Crown Crown is there as well. So you've got Leviathan and its two layers. You've got Scourge. You've got Crown, you've got The Last Wish, and then obviously you've got Garden of Salvation. Even Garden of Salvation could afford a rotation because if you add Contest Modifier and then you add a reason to run it, some sort of reason, because we were running Wrath... And then they launched Age of Triumph, and we were running Wrath again for the new guns and for the new ornaments. So there's definitely room for all these raids to get rotated through. Uh, it would be great. It'd be really, really fun to have every week something different to look at. So how would they do this? You know, how would they implement this? Would this just be a hard mode? You know, what what would be the way that they would implement this? I think contest modifier is a great tool for this it's not as easy as just turning it on we kind of had this discussion a while ago I've been one of the people saying yeah just throw contest modifier on but I want to be careful. I don't want to give people the impression that this is something Bungie could just do and they're not doing and they're sitting on the sidelines or sitting on the fence on it. You could go into Leviathan and turn on Contest Modifier and it could get really complicated. The bathers could be too strong. The lanterns could be too strong. The the health pools of the dogs could get jacked up and they, they could be almost impossible to kill. They'd have to go in and do a lot of testing and a lot of scaling to make sure it works properly. That way it feels enjoyable because the way Contest Modifier works is it treats you as if you're under Delta slightly so you're not seeing skulls you're just seeing swords and they could do that i don't know if they would want to combine that with challenges or anything else but turning on contest modifier i think would be the best place to start even though it might require some testing i also think the leviathan is an easy pick because all of its guns are static so there's no random rolls in there so that would be kind of your first one to kick things off like hey come run the Leviathan you can get random rolled weapons there are some really nice and fun weapons in there you know the uh, I don't know about the scout but the pulse and the hand cannon and the auto rifle are all nice weapons that you could get with the you know random rolls if they ever do a quality pass on rocket launchers that was one of the better rocket launchers at the time during d2 vanilla you know the first year and the weekly rotation would be the other way to do this so that each week it's one raid so that you're not you know you're not just focusing on one and i know people are like well if i don't get the things that i want i gotta come back that's another great way to extend the life of the end game you know it may take you you know you gotta wait four weeks to try again and you only get 3 chances. Now they could pair this with the ability to run raids multiple times for non-powerfuls and the argument would be you're going to have to wait 6 weeks for this for this one to come back, right? <laughs> you're going to have to wait 6 weeks for this raid to come back through rotation. Therefore, we're going to let you run it as many times as you want for non-powerful drops since we're, you know, repurposing all of these raids and bringing them back. It would be in my mind it would be a worthy a worthy reason to then let you grind them for non-powerfuls um and when you think about the rest of the the raids what would you do right you can't just throw random rolls in the guns they already have random rolls I think there's a variety of things they could do with the other raids, given that a lot of the weapons from Last Wish weren't that special. Uh, they could go back and maybe do some cooler curated rolls or cooler perks or newer perks. There's obviously ornamentation that could be added to the guns to make them look different so you would know, oh, you got that from contest modifier Last Wish. Like It's an actual different version of the raid. The loot would look different. The encounters would be different. There'd be different things that you're grinding for. So let's talk about that, the loot and the grind. How exactly could you flesh this out? Because again, it's easy to look at Levy, it's easy to look at Leviathan and say, oh, you just throw random rolls on the guns, but what else? Well, you know, how would you get beyond that? What else would you do beyond it? First, I think new rolls on the old guns could lead to some cool things as well as ornamentation. So the Chattering Bone, for an example, from Last Wish. You could put some new rolls on there. Maybe you can get Desperado. I don't know. Maybe some of the new perks that they've added maybe, like this season they added like Vorpal and Osmosis and some other things, you could have guns like that showing up with some of the new perks for that season uh, and then make them look a little bit different add some sort of ornamental difference on the gun they're existing, these are existing elements that you're tweaking, so it's not making anything brand new from scratch they're reaching into an existing loot pool and making modifications, whether through ornamentation or through perks to give you kind of that reason to go in and grind, also the armor you know, you could do ornamentation on the armor the way they did during age of triumph little glows little flourishes here and there you clearly have a team that can crank out insanely looking our ar- armor and art and ornamentation in the eververse you know devote some of those resources to the raid armor sets and you could you know slowly roll those out throughout the season it'd be pretty exciting you're like what's up this week oh it's You know, oh, it's Last Wish. Oh, it's Garden. Oh, it's whatever. And everything would look a little bit different. And uh, it would feel a little bit different as well with Contest Modifier on. This is something we've argued for for a long time. Still think it would be good. And this would be a great time to do it. An NPC that you raise your rank with. You have like a seasonal rank with the Raid NPC. And that would be a welcome update to coincide with this. If you're trying to unlock, you know, all of the ornaments for the armor from. You know, Leviathan, maybe you have to gradually level up that NPC for that season and unlock certain things for Leviathan during that season by running it a bunch. Um, and then it rotates out, right? It's not the weekly featured raid anymore. Oh, I got to wait a couple of a weeks or whatever. That's fine. You have the entire season to work on it. These would have to be reasonable goals and reasonable things that you're doing, since you can only have a you know a week to kind of blitz your you know your 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 run-throughs of Leviathan. But it would give people a reason to like run it. You know, I don't know six or seven times that week and kind of chisel away at the NPC rank and get some of that new stuff. An armor method for ornaments, would be, I think, would be a good way. I don't think every single armor piece should be turned into ornamental armor. I know Paul Tassi's been arguing for that. I grow concerned about that as a solution that feels like an overreaction that would make armor kind of superfluous. It's just, I have a god roll piece of armor, and then when armor drops, it doesn't matter to you. It's like, oh, I got the gauntlets. I'm done now. I can make any gauntlets look like the gauntlets from this raid. I think that would be a bit of an overcorrection. Uh, so, you would go in and, and basically say, maybe you can unlock the the pieces as an ornament or unlock ornaments for them. That would be another reason to go in there. Like, why am I going to be running these raids, Lono? Well, you add a loot incentive, even if it's low level, even if something like that, if you could look different than everybody else. Shaders could be there, intrinsic perks on the armor could be another option. Maybe when you run Garden of Salvation, the armor pieces from the contest modifier version could drop with some of those raid perks intrinsic to the armor, so you get Relay Defender or Enhanced Relay Defender or something, and then that seasonal mod slot could be freed up to run the charge with light mods or something. You know, you get Leviathan armor, and then it can have those raid perks intrinsic to the pieces randomly, and now you can use that seasonal slot for something else, like the charge with light mods or something. This would be You know, high tier aspirational armor. You're going into old raids and you're running them with contest modifier. They're harder, they're more challenging, and you would be getting a reward accordingly. Obviously, stat rolls, you'd want them to be pretty good as well, but freeing up that mod slot would just be another another way to do it. I think there's so many raids in the game right now. It is time for a little Age of Triumph moment, especially considering the seasonal content seems a little light for hardcore endgame PVE players, even though they did give us a Menagerie style piece of content where if you run it like crazy and you upgrade your you know your season pass you can get some really really great god rolls and and hardcore players love menagerie so sundial I think is is landing well it's not a it's not landing on everybody I think now would be the time to consider okay one of these seasons we could roll up one of the raids or a couple of the raids and give people that end game grind for something that already exists that with some tweaks and some loot incentive and contest modifier could be a really good weekly rotation for the end game play. Player. So we're going to transition to Q&A as always if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube. You can come in live at rage.com. As always, please like share and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about bringing back the old raids, similar to like an Age of Triumph style thing. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at Uh If you're not going to come into the stream, you can always hit like, subscribe, hit the bell button and all that on YouTube. Appreciate all you guys that do that, let's jump right into the questions Forza says, if they rotated raids weekly, how would they address the lack of drops from certain raids in terms of pinnacles for example, uh, Spire of Stars has like 3 drops, that sucks, this would not be a pinnacle thing, I don't think this would be like a, oh come get pinnacles I think you could maybe run it for pinnacles, and then after that run it for non-pinnacle, non-powerfuls because you wouldn't want to have to wait like 5 weeks to try to get whatever you're trying to get from whatever raid, generosity in the drop rates would probably be needed you know, bounties and an NPC to supplement would also be really, really helpful to help you get some of the items or some of the cool-looking things that you wanted uh, to get. So I, I, they would have to do this in a way where it would be a little bit different than traditional raiding. I also think worrying about pinnacles is not a front-burner issue right now. Pinnacles are just either going to kind of happen. Run your garden, run your dungeon, run your nightfall each week and just slowly inch your way up. And the artifact... Is honestly completely el- eliminating a need to even do that. I'm, a, I'm at a plus fourteen for frick's sakes. Like I, you just don't need to worry about pinnacles. I personally think pinnacles should have never been added. It. I think it's complicating the end game loop, and it just isn't needed. Y- the artifact is fine, and a level cap is fine. And if you want to go for the gusto on the artifact and bounty turning in, and get your season pass done and, and get those benefits and those bonuses, that's great for a hardcore player. The pinnacle thing just seems like they added it, it set a bunch of weird expectations in the hardcore community and now everybody's irritated that oh, you raised cap to 960 so me hitting 960 doesn't matter. There's not enough pinnacle sources. It's so bad, RNG's bad. The only people complaining about leveling RNG or leveling are people going for pinnacles think about it no one else is complaining about leveling the casuals the, the middle ground players players like me none, none of us are complaining about about leveling why because we're not dealing with the worst part about it which would be rng drops dr- limited drop specific leveling It is is terrible and the only way it's still in the game right now is with pinnacles i just i don't think they should have added it i i don't it doesn't I don't see it being a value add. The people that are going for it don't enjoy it, and then the rest of us just ignore it. So I don't think it was a worthy ad. I think it was a good idea, but I don't ultimately think it's helping and it could afford to go away. And I know people wouldn't like that, but I I don't think it's worth the trouble right now. And then really good ideas, like an Age of Triumph style thing where all the raids come back, contest modifier, grind it, get lots of drops, get lots of cool rewards. All of a sudden, what comes up? What about pinnacles? You see what I'm saying? Like I I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a good system. I don't think it belongs in the game. At least not how it's currently existing. Sharadski, now that we have the seasonal model in D2, how often do you feel new raids should be added to the game? Once a year, uh, once a year is fine. What what folks don't seem to understand is every time they've added raids in between, they've either been unimpressive or built by somebody else. So, we, the best raids, Vogue, King's Fall, Wrath, those were all a year apart. Leviathan, Last Wish, Garden of Salvation, those were all a year apart. Everything that you got in between, Crota, it was disappointing at the time. Uh, Crown of Sorrow and Spire Stars were built by another company. They were built by Vicarious Visions. And then you've got Eater of Worlds, which was is teeny tiny. It's, a, it's basically uh, a jumping puzzle that leads to a pretty cool boss fight. And then Scourge is probably the only one out of the bunch that's a shining star of a not full, not big raid. Crown's cool, but the loot's not that great, and it's it's, it's I don't think it's that great of a raid. I really don't. Like, it's, it's. I don't know, the encounters and everything else, it just, I, it's just kind of a boring raid. Um, and that's subjective, so that's just me voicing my opinion. But I don't think we need raids more than once a year I think we get the best bang for our buck once a year now this is why I think contest modifier is so helpful because you could launch your raid and then a month later contest modifier and then a month later start rolling out challenges and then that's a whole season for that raid and not everybody's even going to get through all that content um 10% 10% of the community regularly engages with raids, so it shouldn't be and probably will not be a front burner priority for the future of seasonal content. Uh, and I know people hate hearing that and they're like, well, I'm not going to play then. I'm not going to do it. There's nothing for me to do. I don't resonate with that for a handful of reasons. Is eater of worlds? Was it enough to keep you playing month to month? Spire, Month to Month, Scourge, Crown, were they enough to keep you playing month to month, or was it something you did for a couple of weeks and then you put down? I don't think it's worth the time and the bandwidth diversion that they'd have to do to build it for the the smallest part of the community to play something for a couple of weeks and then put the dadgum thing down. So, I would say that once a year it just is it it works it works as it's a crown jewel for that DLC there's a raid race there's a nice big loot pool now something they could do with garden is do a secondary loot pool. So in the spring, they could say, "Hey, you had a season without a raid. Now in the spring, we're gonna dress up Garden of Salvation, bunch of new loot in there because there's loot that seems like it's missing. No heavy weapons, a bunch of energy. You know, you could add ornamental things for the armor because the armor's kind of already ornamental. And then all of a sudden, Garden feels like a, like it got a little. You know, it's like when you get your car detailed. You're like, oh, it's." It's like a brand new car in here. You know, they could go in there and kind of dress up garden and that would be maybe easier than trying to build a a raid or a small raid. Mr. Complainy Face. Should contest modifier be tweaked or toned down every time contest is active, not a single console team has been able to clear the raid. In 24 hours, we need to add to your statement here. In 24 hours. Um, I think you're overstating the pain of contest modifier and I'll tell you why when they launched Hard Mode Leviathan, Prestige Leviathan, console teams beat it, and it was a delta, and it was hard, and I hated it, and it was glitchy. So, console teams were the only teams that could have done it. When Hard Mode rolled out for Leviathan, it was only available on console. Do I have that timeline right in my brain? I'm pretty sure. So, like, Cacus did crown during the 24 hours on PS4. Yeah, there you go. I... I I think I think this is an overstatement of the differences. I think your best teams and your hardcore teams have shifted to PC so it's corrupting your sampling. It's really corrupting your sampling. A lot of the teams that ordinarily would have been going for world's first on console have shifted. So hard mode Kingsfall, hard mode Wrath, those were all times where we went in and people were well not Wrath, but Hard mode Kingsfall and uh, hard mode Leviathan were both times people went in and they were under Delta and it was really freaking painful and we did it on consoles. So, so hundreds of thousands of players are just out of luck. Then you're not owed anything, by the way, a world's first race. You're not owed anything. Now you're also acting as if contest modifier is a permanent pain point that console players can't get over. You have to remember something: when contest modifiers on in Garden of Salvation, you're dealing with you know you're dealing with encounters you're not familiar with. You're dealing with encounters that you maybe not built or specked out with your with your kit yet. So. If they suddenly turned on Contest Modifier for Leviathan, I don't think the pain would be as severe as when the raid is unfamiliar. You would go into Leviathan, you would know the encounters, the callouts, the timing, the best guns, the best supers, the best exotics to go in with and use, and those would all give you advantages that day one you don't have. You go into Garden and you have absolutely no idea what's facing you. So I don't think you can argue from Contest Modifier being active and teams struggling on console to beat it within 24 hours as an argumentation that contest modifier should be tweaked or toned down for console and hundreds of thousands of players are out of luck. I think you're drawing too sharp of a conclusion. Your conclusion is that contest modifier would make the content terrible and unbeatable for console, and I don't think that's a conclusion we can come to based off of what I would consider to be somewhat corrupt sampling. Number one, your day one raid races, the sampling. Most of the hardcore teams that are known for Worlds First have pivoted to PC. How many console teams could beat it, but they give up? I mean, our team got to the boss and we were freaking tired and we went to bed. And then we woke up the next day and it was way easier because Contest Modifier had been disabled. We would have been able to beat it with Contest Modifier on if we wanted, but that wasn't an option. You can't really turn it, uh, you can't really turn it on. So, I don't think you can take the sampling of contest modifier for a day one blind raid race and use that as a conc- like a, a conclusion-driving argument to say, well, you can't turn it on on console. It'll make things too difficult. Because there's a variety of things, I think, that would be there to help. As I already said, knowledge of the raid, what weapon loadouts, subclasses that are the best, exotics that are the best for it. There's all sorts of things that we learn as we beat the raid, and you already have that knowledge for Leviathan, Eater, Spire, Scourge, Last Wish, Crown of Sorrow... You you already know all those fights. So. Truth to power. My apologies, a tad unrelated. Your thoughts on Niobe Labs 2.0? Empyrean Foundation, perhaps, regardless of how that went. Uh, I think it was a great day for the community. Um, Yeah, the day of Niobe Labs was great. The following days were not so great when they said they weren't going to give a hint and then gave a hint and gave people a small window of time to get in and then one team got to do it because... Raid Secrets fed them the answer. That that was the bad part about it. The day of it was great. Niobe Labs, when it came out, was cool. Some of the clues were a bit bumbled and fumbled and, and a little frustrating. Um, I don't know if we need another Niobe Labs 2.0. I don't think that's what Empyrean Foundation is. I think Empyrean Foundation is us contributing to a community challenge that I believe will change Mercury and ultimately maybe tied to Trials of Saint-14 because we're all thinking that's what's coming. So... The the lore on Bungie that prior to this content seemed to indicate that Osiris believes he can fix or change Mercury with the Sundial. Not just save Saint-14, but actually change Mercury. And the little image for the Empyrean Foundation is like the old Mercury where there's trees and there's lush grass and stuff. So I think we're going to maybe alter Mercury permanently and in the process open up something that becomes this beacon, this symbol that Saint's talking about, and then that becomes the hub for Trials. And maybe he moves out of the hangar so we can get our soccer field back. Uh, Thog Redrum. Do you think raids would benefit from their own specific bounties and maybe even gun frames? That's something that you could do with the NPC. As I said in my talk, like, having this come back in like an Age of Triumph style thing where the raids are rotating, if an NPC was there with frames and bounties, that'd be another way to really make it to where you can get a lot of drops to ensure you can get the stuff you want from the raid before it rotates out. Um... I'm done with the topic anyway. Contest is terrible for over half the player base. Turning, turning it on for hard mode would be a disaster. You not you haven't engaged with anything I said, though, uh, Mr. Face. That's his username, by the way. I'm not insulting him. You haven't engaged with anything I said. Leviathan hard mode launched and people beat it on console. It, 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 there, there is proof in the opposite of what you're claiming. Why, how do we beat Leviathan hard mode then on console? How do we do it? I, I don't know. How did we beat any of the hard modes before Destiny was even on PC? I I think you're overstating it. Um, I think you're overstating it quite a bit. WT. With featured raids as an idea, should Bungie add season mods to them, knowing those mods will go away at the start of a new season? I argued that, that, that if you're running Leviathan contest modifier, the armor could drop with the mods intrinsic and, like, the raid mods for Leviathan, they could be intrinsic to the armor, and then that seasonal slot could be opened up and be be a universal slot, so you could always add the seasonal mods to it if you wanted, while also having its own mods intrinsic to it at that point in time. Love Shacks. Even though I know... Oh, oh so, early thought I know. What do you think should be carried over to D3, if anything? Anything that is from the Triumphs page should come over. Your titles and, um you know, any, I don't know about emblems, that might get a little crazy, but I would say titles, yeah, titles should come over nothing else really needs to come over OG Boxer I've recently noticed they locked year 1 ornaments, when armor 2.0 first dropped, you could print them out, now they're locked you think this is either a mistake or a tell that they might be doing something with these ornaments, should they either way open them up for universal use you're saying year 1 ornaments are now locked so I'm not sure I understand what you mean do you mean when I come in here what are you talking about you're talking about these ornaments you're gonna have to direct me where I'm supposed to go is it a is it in flare no it was a glitch before they were not supposed to be able to pull them okay so we weren't supposed to be able to pull them oh here's some examples Phoenix Battle Ornament yes you can pull these you can't pull these I'm sorry sorry my kid was calling me and I thought maybe something was wrong but my wife, my wife's up there she's got him they probably need a refill of their cup or something Um, uh, I didn't call some subs uh, inept and super phenomenal I don't know if I called your subs 8 months for Sam going ham thank you yeah I don't know why that's happening Uh, faction rally ornaments yeah maybe they have plans for them A9 if Bungie brings back old raids on a rotation like you're suggesting do you think that veteran players who have completed these already will feel it's too grindy and lose interest since they've already done that content Uh, I can see the benefit of a player who missed a large portion of the content but what can you do to keep the entire audience interested well Age of Triumph if you weren't around for Age of Triumph man that was a great time Everyone was raiding, man. It, it, you, you, it, it was great. The ornaments, the armor, the guns. Everyone was raiding every week. It was a, it was a big time for us as a community because we were big time raiders. So, as long as there's a loot incentive, no people are not gonna be like, well, I've already ran that. They'd be like, oh, it's a little bit harder, and there's a loot incentive. Yeah, let's go run Leviathan. I kind of missed that raid. I haven't played it in a while, or Last Wish, or whatever. Age of Triumph was a huge celebrated time because it, it, it just kept fresh. I don't like Leviathan that much. It's only here for a week. No big deal. Run it a couple times. Try to get some of the dope stuff. Try to get a cool random roll on the Ghost Primus or uh, or the inaugural address. You know, and then you know, move on. And then next week it's something else. I think it works. I think people would do it if there was a good loot incentive uh, to run it. Irregular Pentagon. Couldn't they easily apply contest to old raid by applying a power by applying a power handicap similar to the old nightfall card that puts you under the delta for the raid? Like Leviathan recommended is 300, so the power handicap puts it to 280. This would remove the extra bandwidth used to balance the raid. I just don't know if that works, Pentagon. It what you're saying sounds simple. Um, it does, but everything's been raised to 750, by the way, so it's not 300 power anymore. So this is a recommended power of 750. I would be concerned about a handful of things. Um, damage reception on the lanterns, health pools of the dogs. Like, are we going to be able to put out enough damage to, to make, you know what I'm saying? If we're suddenly doing less and they're doing more, would some of the encounters become too painful or too frustrating? What stack of Force of Will going to look like? They would have to run some tests. I don't think, you're you're kind of saying what I tried to speak against. I don't think it's as simple as them just flipping a switch. I think they'd have to go go in and run simulations and test it. To be like, are the lanterns working properly? What about the bathers? What about the dogs? Stack's Force of Will, like, is it going to be even possible to kill him? Or is it going to be absurd? Like, how's it all going to trickle down? It would probably be easier than, than it would be difficult. It wouldn't be that probably, you know, hard for them, but They would still have to run tests. And beyond that, and beyond that, they'd have to run tests on the guns if they're going to do random rolls on them. They'd have to run everything through simulations and quality tests. It wouldn't be as simple as flipping a switch. Uh... Bao chica Honk Honk. Hey Lono, hope your holidays are fantastic. Honestly, old raids would be a bad fit in my opinion. Because what's the reason besides nostalgia? I'd like the old armor and weapons, but would you think Bungie is out of ideas if they bring the old raids back? I Man, you guys didn't play Age of Triumph, you guys that are saying these things. You clearly weren't around. And if you were, maybe you didn't hear my video, the, the, the talk before this. I basically said, do what you did in Age of Triumph make ornamental cool looking armor, new things on the guns, new, you know, new, new stuff to chase. Nobody is saying just bring them back for the sake of bringing them back. That wouldn't make any sense. My entire argument was structured around why, how, and then I ended by talking about the loot and the grind. It would be done in a way where you would want, if you're a raider, you would want to do it. If you could suddenly get a random rolled midnight coup that could take mods, come on, you'd be in there you'd be in there if the armor looked really cool like it did during Age of Triumph you'd be in there you wouldn't sit on the sidelines the raiding community would rally around it 100% they would not sit on the sidelines it the the, the hardcore raiding community likes to run raids they like to run that kind of content especially when there's a loot incentive uh, involved this is another reason why this is another reason why i still think an npc for the raid is a significant need in the game because they can do something seasonal with that raid npc so you as a hardcore raider have something going on like when i talked about crucible is hurting i made this argument there's a day to day week to week month to month ritualistic grind that is present with the artifact and the season pass but that burns out quick for the hardcore player right you kind of run out of stuff so If Shaxx had an obelisk-style menu where the higher level you get with him the benefit you get more benefits, you get cooler stuff, you have a sparrow a ghost, a shader, maybe some ornaments, maybe some cool looking dope stuff, as well as weapon frames, so every day you log in with him, you're working on something as well as getting something, there's two lanes that motivate people, there's a, there's a lane of reward, and there's a lane of progress, so if you're leveling him up, that's progress, if you're doing weapon frames, that's your sense of reward and then progress is linked to reward because as you level up the obelisk, like you get those perks you complete frames faster etc so you could do something very very similar with raiders you could say okay this season the raid npc has this for rank 25 and they've got frames and bounties and 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 they have a seasonal rank that is going to reset so your daily weekly and monthly rating you know piece of the community would feel like there's something for me to set my sights on i really think they're so close they're right there they've got so many things that are in like if you look at the obelisks and you look at the season pass and the artifact and you took that obelisk idea and you started putting that in other npcs so you were like i have a reason to log in week to week month to month day to day that's good for people that want to raid or run crucible or run strikes it doesn't matter it's not it's not like oh i'm done it's i could always get a little bit higher i could always get the next thing now obviously if you hit rank 100 with shacks and you hit it in a month and a half well sure but there's still frames that could maybe rotate week to week or something i don't know but eventually every game does that right you hit that point where you're like i've kind of exhausted the content i'm ready to take a break uh i would do them i play age of triumph and i did watch your vid thanks for clearing it up uh Maybe make it like a dream-type thing because it wouldn't make sense in the grand scheme of D things in the D2 world. It didn't make any sense in D1. We just did it. What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? They didn't give some explanation. There was no, like, here's why we're running the raids. Here's why we're, you know, going back in. There was no no lore attached to that. I don't think so. It was just a way of celebrating. Like, let's celebrate all the big things we did by going back and doing it again. (laughs) And then getting rewards there was no explanation for why the fate bringer was dropping as an exotic they didn't they didn't come in and add any any lore to that you just do it yeah you just do it we don't always need we don't always need um an in-game explanation or a narrative you know undercurrent to things that are happening what you know do you what's going on during festival of the lost you know we're wearing masks and being goofy and going into the haunted forest What's that? We don't know. Yeah, it's just fun. You know, you don't need a, a, an in-depth lore explanation. Poobsy. You think XP leveling is too heavily focused on bounties? Shouldn't it be a bit more about completing activities? This is a talk I need to do. I need to write this one down so I don't forget. Um, bounties. What, what would we call this? Bounties versus activities, right? Uh, this has come up a lot. People are basically saying... You know, I I'm doing raids, I'm doing nightfalls, I'm doing strikes, uh, and I'm I'm not getting X, that, that much XP for that, but I can run bounties in a lost sector all day and level up a bunch. I think they need to tune tune the dial a little bit, because right now we all said we wanted bounties, and Bungie's like, okay, and they just. Sh- it's opened up the dump truck and just bounties are freaking everywhere. Aeris, the Lectern, the Obelisks, the Ava, the Gunsmith, Shax and Zavala, Drifter. There are bounties freaking everywhere. Saint-14, you know? Okay, let's all stop a minute and let's talk about how that is for the player experience right now. We did a talk, I have a video about bounties should be more naturally tied to gameplay flow and they should be shared i shouldn't feel like i'm less i'm less efficient right when we were running strikes earlier i was it was taking me longer to complete some of them because the guys were going in front of me and stealing the kills not in a mean way they were just running forward and throwing grenades down and stuff and the only reason i didn't care was because i was like I'm trying to get the dawning essence, so if we have to run two or three more strikes, no big deal. But the bounty progression for me was slowed by playing with my buds. So, if I go in, if I go into a strike and the dawning isn't happening, and I'm out of Fractaline skimmers for the week, it's like, I don't want to play with these people. So that's why you never revive in strikes yeah cause you're that guy I'm that guy oh you're dead (laughs) the ads are mine and then you go and get your rocket kills or whatever the frick. so I I, so that's a that's a bounty quality improvement so in this category over here we need a bounty quality of life improvement they should be more naturally in line with the content and it shouldn't hurt me to play with other players okay Bungie fix that second thing you need to work on XP gains raising your level on the season pass and raising your level on the artifact should be something done to, you know, strikes and, and, and raids. The biggest problem is the minute they start giving you good XP for an activity, people are going to basically just find some sort of an XP farm glitch where everybody just runs Lake of Shadows or you know, everybody just runs the final boss of a raid and just kills him, resets it, kills him, resets it, kills it. Now, my feedback to Bungie, if they were to come back and tell me that, like, well, we would do that, but then people are just going to, you know, farm a raid boss or just run Lake of Shadows all day. You know what my feedback would be? Who the frick cares? It people are grabbing bounties and farming lost sectors. Like, do you really think the integrity of leveling right now is some pure tapestry of experience? Like, people are doing all kinda things. What would be better and would land on most players would be if you want to run activities and grab a handful of bounties, you're gonna get a good XP amount from both instead of well, you better grab your bounties, better pop them with your buds. By the way, you'll get the bounties done faster if you play by yourself. So again, bring a quality of life update to the bounty so they're better with teammates and they're more naturally like just go run strikes and you'll get it done just go run sundial and you'll get it done and then the other thing they need to do is look at xp gains from activities and say dude if somebody's running sundial all day they should be getting pretty good xp from that you know who cares like they're in the game they're playing You know, obviously you don't want to make it to where you can run a Lost Sector 85 times and get a bunch of XP from killing the boss. It would need to primarily come from activities that have a beginning, middle, and an end, not something like a Lost Sector or a public event or something. Um, You know, maybe have a scale up. So patrols, Lost Sectors, and pub events are down here. And then above that's an adventure. And then above that is a strike that you pick from the planet, and then above that is the strike playlist, and then above that is a Nightfall, and then above that is the Nightfall Ordeal, and then above that is the Raid. So as you go up the scale of content, you're getting more XP. So if you just pick Lake of Shadows and run it all day long, you might make you might make good XP, but I might make more just running the strike playlist, because I should get more from the strike playlist because it's random, um, instead of just blitzing a five minute strike of Lake of Shadows. Uh, those would be the two ways I would attack that head on. I would say, you know, bounties aren't really synced up right now. And in diminishing returns, yeah, you could do that. We talked about that the one day, like if I were to do a lost sector, then a patrol, then a pub, there could be some sort of a buff I get where any, it's like when you pick up a sword and like, what's that thing they do? where you pick up something. It's in Crown of Sorrow 2. The idea that when you pick up something and put it down, there's a debuff on you and you can't do it again. If you run a Lost Sector, you could have like a a... You know, a lost sector debuff that's like you're going to get diminishing XP from a lost sector. You got to go do something else to get rid of it. So then you go do a patrol. And now all of a sudden you've got a debuff on patrols where you'll get diminishing returns of XP on patrols until you get rid of it by doing something else. So to maximize XP, you would need to do a lost sector, then a patrol, then a public event. And then, you see what I'm saying? So like, let's say the XP debuff from a Lost Sector requires the completion of two things. And the best way to do to maximize XP is to do a patrol, and now you got the patrol debuff. So now you go and run a a public event. Well, now the debuff from Lost Sectors is gone, but you still have the debuff from the patrols. So instead of doing another public event, you would go from the public event back to a lost sector do you see so you'd be like rotating through the activities in the public space and getting good xp but instead of just running back and forth and killing a captain that sounds awful why does that sound awful you don't have to if you're trying to maximize xp you would rotate through the stuff what happened to play how you want no one's making you do anything Nobody's forcing you to go from a lost sector to a patrol to a public event. It's saying if you just keep running a lost sector all day, you're going to get diminishing returns of XP. So if you want to maximize your XP gains, you're going to splice things up. Right now, if you want to maximize XP gains, what are you going to do? You're going to go grab bounties from Ava Levante and cook, bake cookies and blitz loss, uh, blitz, you know, uh, strikes or uh lake of shadows so you have the essences to bake the cookies right now maximum xp gains are in like a really strange way of playing it's it's not about playing how you want it's about okay if you want maximum xp gains from activities versus bounties there's a way to do it you got to change things up you got to do other things you can't just run back and forth and kill a captain all day long like in Trossland or something um It seems like an unnecessary layer that even though it's not a direct command, it's going to mentally make the player feel like they can't do what they want for XP. But it's like that right now. To act like they can't set up lanes in the game that are, this is the best route to XP. I think that that's absurd. You're arguing for the opposite, which is, I should just be able to run a lost sector all day long and get as much XP as, as what? So you're going to get a better XP turnover rate during that than me doing a bunch of different things. I go run some strikes. I go do some pubs. I go do some patrols and you end up with more XP because the speed with which you can do the lost sector, come on, that's dumb. That's not freedom that, and they talked about this whenever the big anthem loot discussion was coming up and the guy from Diablo's loot 2.0 system he got on and he said players need to be protected from themselves to a certain degree because if they find out oh, I can farm this boss all day and it takes 5 minutes and that's the best way to get loot that's all they're gonna do so all your game, all your stuff, all your content, all your areas all your dynamic and diverse content gets ignored and everyone just runs in a 2 foot circle You have to protect players from themselves. And I know people feel like that's paternalistic and insulting, but it's true. It is true. You have to set up things that are not that low-level exploitable because then they're not engaging with the game, they're not engaging with the content, they're literally just running in a small circle. It would be about variety versus rinse and repeat. Exactly. I have to say I don't like this idea at all. With my limited amount of time to play, I want to play When I have time to play and not sit down waiting for a debuff to run out. But you wouldn't wait for the debuff to run out, cat. You would finish a Lost Sector, and you'd go grab a patrol. And then after the patrol's done, you'd hit up a public event. And that entire time, you'd be getting good XP gains. Also, while you're doing that, you could be having bounties in your toe. You could be working on Scout Rifle kills, Vex kills, uh, Fallen kills... Finishers, You know what I'm saying? You could be really, really layering it so by the time you're done with your two-hour play session, my system would probably net you a more efficient play session with your limited time. Right now, if you want to use your hours to the best, you're going to play by yourself and you're going to hide out in lost sectors. To me, I would rather you get good XP gains for just booting up the game and playing but making sure that you're not doing something that's sort of like... It's not abusive, but it's almost like you're, you're brute forcing the game and saying, give me XP. And you just run back and forth and kill a captain in Trossland. But I'm working on a bounty that runs out in four hours. I only have one hour to play. Your bounty shouldn't run out in four hours. When you, grab, when you grab dailies, they last for an entire day. Nine months from Veloceration, thank you. Right now, you don't get XP gains from activities, you get XP gains from bounties. I'm trying to add another lane for you to earn XP, but one that's not, like, exploitable. I'm not trying to make you play in a certain way, I'm saying, if you're getting burned out on only doing bounties, this would be a compliment to saying, you know what? I'm going to throw myself into the strike playlist and work on these bounties and it's okay if I don't get the bounties done super fast because I'm getting good XP gains from the strikes itself. I don't feel like the only thing, like we're getting hyper-focused on bounties because they are the absolute best source of XP. If oh, a couple more strikes, no big deal, I'll get some good XP, that'll help me level 2. It's a multi-purposed play. Like, right now, what did I say? I was fine with running a couple more strikes, why? Because I knew I needed the essence of dawning to bake cookies. There was something underneath that I was getting from the strike that made it seem like it's not a big deal that it's taking me a little bit longer to get these bounties done, because I'm getting something at the end of the strike. I have to work, and in my 24-hour turnaround, I only have an hour left today to complete the one I got yesterday. Right, and if you're trying to maximize getting a bounty done, there are still ways to do that. I'm not trying to take that away from you. I'm not taking away from anything you're presently doing. If you're grabbing bounties and you're finding the fastest ways to complete those bounties, I'm not touching that ecosystem. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm trying to add a little bit more on top for the people that are like, I'm sick of playing by myself in Lost Sectors. I would like to just run strikes. Okay, no problem. The XP gains in strikes are pretty good. They've been turned up a little bit, especially if you're in the playlist. So while you're working on bounties, it's okay if you don't complete them and you got to run five strikes instead of three. Because those extra two strikes are going to give you a little bit of that. They're going to give you some XP. They're going to give you that reason to kind of stay in there. There's no incentive to stay in a strike playlist or stay in the Crucible playlist or stay in the Sundial playlist unless you're doing bounties or chasing the god rolls in the Sundial. So I'm trying to add more. I'm actually not taking away from you. I'm probably adding more for you to to get into gain in your limited playtime. I don't want to mess with the bounty ecosystem because people will probably like it, but the people that are like, man, I'd like to do something else. I get no XP from raids, strikes, nightfalls. Come on. So I would say that this would be in addition to so that you could change it up a little bit and probably net more progress for your limited time. An hour of strikes might end up being better for you than an hour of like of trying to blitz bounties in a lost sector if they tweaked it right. So, this week Obelisk has a bounty to complete 9 patrols. Your idea would have an influence in that scenario as they would get diminished XP on the 6 of the 9 lost sectors. Uh, patrols you mean that being said your train of thought is in the right place as there's got to be better ways to gain XP over lost sectors well but Sam Goingham, there's one for lost sectors there's five lost sectors there's nine patrols so you could bounce between the two while also um, targeting the right enemies and working on the other ones because there's other ones for particular enemies you could be getting a lot done and getting XP gains from the completed patrols and the completed lost sectors Uh, irregular pentagon what would be the point of including your idea of one of the raids a year of one raid a year which they add contest and new loot to throughout the season if the raid drops in the yearly content drop when there's already enough content for the season that they don't need that extra content but they also couldn't make a whole season dedicated to it is not enough of the community raids. What was your resolution to this? You, I don't know why you wrote this book. It's very simple. One raid a year, stagger that raid's value by having a hard mode that launches a month later, and then challenge mode a month later. That spans the entire season that it lands. Then you have a season with no raid content, and I'm just saying, since we're probably nearing the end of the life cycle of D2, it's time for Disney 2's Age of Triumph. It's time It's time to bring back all the raids with contest modifier and elude incentive and rotate them one raid a week, just like they did in Age of Triumph. You're you're creating complications that don't exist. They did it in Destiny 1, and I believe that we're nearing the end of D2 anyway. So, has anyone played Ori? I'm thinking of buying and playing. It is one of the best platformer Metroidvania games you'll ever play, and the sequel comes out in March. Get it, play it, love it, 100% it, and then you got a great sequel to look forward to right around the corner. Um, so... I would I would say I would say that they did that they did this in D one and they could they could definitely uh, definitely do it again. Um, I would say Destiny three. I agree with what Dongy and Chad is saying. Destiny three is going to land in 2021 next year in September. We're going to get the Taken Queen. We're going back to the Dreadnought. Savathun will be the will be the antagonist, and it'll be a big crescendo for D two. Um, and I think the end of D two is us is us basically getting in a big battle with the triangle ships and getting and getting everything gets destroyed. And that's your reset for D3. The triangle ships show up. I still think we're going to need to harness the power of the Dreadnought so we're going to defeat Savathun and we'll spend that year rebuilding the Dreadnought, repowering it to, to work with us instead of the Hive. And then we're going to repurpose it, um, re-engineer it basically, and we're going to use the Dreadnought to destroy the triangle ships and in the process we're going to accidentally throw everything into chaos and then that'll be your setup for d3 we'll be thrown off into the like everything will get exploded and we'll be in the outer like that won't happen in d2 but like d3's opening cutscenes will be us finally using the dreadnoughts like weapon and everything gets destroyed the triangle ships including us maybe even the traveler the tower everything gets destroyed and we're on the outer rim of existence and have to find our way back and rebuild the Vanguard, rebuild everything. It would be far more extreme than what happened in D2. So, Th- those are all just theories that I've come up with, but I definitely think next year, September, is another DLC. It's the fight with Savathun. They they've made it clear a year and a half ago, two years ago, that we were going to go back to the Dreadnought eventually in Destiny 2's DLC. The moon jumped in line, and I believe they're saving Savathun and the Dreadnought for the final year of Destiny 2. Um, so... I definitely agree. I think we will fight Sabathun in September. Yeah. And then that would be another big raid, and then there'd be another trickle of annual past content, and that annual past content would carry the story forward as we've been told. That's what it's going to start doing. And then that story would ultimately lead to the end of Destiny 2 and setting the stage for Destiny 3, which they would launch in September of 2021. That gives the new consoles a year to saturate. They could sell Destiny 3 bundled with those consoles Christmas of 2021. You know when they they do that like a year later the consoles are bundled and and discounted and that would be a great push to get the new game on the new consoles like it'd be it'd be a really really good synergy with what's happening um in the industry i don't think they want to launch it next year with the new consoles that you wait a year um and then try and push as many people as possible to the new consoles so um I don't know how I feel about another year of the season pass model. I find it exhausting. I mean, I feel like, let's see here. What's the command for, uh, is it just pop? Isn't that how it works? Population for Charlemagne. Um, mm -mm. Or do I have to go into, where do I have to go to do it? Do I have to go into sub chat and do it in the discord? Where do I do that to get the population numbers? I feel like the the, the PvE population numbers have been really, really good lately. Um, PvP dropped significantly, uh, but isn't that the command for Charlemagne? Isn't it just exclamation point pop um, in Discord? I thought that was what the command was. Chat is, is, we must have crazy stream delay or you guys don't know. Usually you guys are quick on the ball with this kind of stuff. Nobody in chat seems to know. I'll try it in the sub-chat in the Discord. I thought it was in general chat. Um, Exclamation point pop is seemingly not working. Someone in chat says, PV yesterday was 1.08 million. Okay. Okay, well, the command's not working then. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, over a million... If Season of Dawn was failing, I think those numbers would have dropped. The, the, the PvE numbers have been so strong. They were really strong in Keep, and they're strong now. PvP plummeted really, really sharply, and they've got to figure that one out. they got to figure out a better ritualistic grind for those guys. The, you know, the ritual weapon was crummy. It was too easy to get. Um, and then there's there's literally... There's literally no daily, uh, weekly grind. i got to go into the bot channel... Oh, there's an actual channel? Oh, bot channel. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh, he did respond to me. He just didn't mention me. Yeah, so overall yesterday, a Monday... 1.25 1.25 million people played Destiny, 1 million played PvE, Crucible's down to 552,000, Gambit 187,000, Raid's 151,000 and then event event stuff, I, I, I don't know what that would be. 359,000 for events I don't know what that is. Sasquatch just gifted 5 subs to the community um, thank you for doing that. If you guys just got gifted a sub, you get a dope badge and emotes and ad-free viewing on my channel. If you're sick of seeing ads on Twitch and you hang out here a lot, a sub is a way to get past it. Sundial? Oh, you think that might be the... I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen. One. Just Let's just look at the overall number. The overall number. 1.25 million is really good. And I don't think you can keep pointing to new light and free to play as the reason that that number is there that is a sustained and stable number a million you know a million a day a million in pve that number has been rock solid for a while pvp is where the big drop off was Um, and we can attribute that to certain things we know what that's related to so i think the seasonal format is working it really is i think the people that play the hardest are understandably getting burned out And I think that that is natural and not a sign of trouble for Destiny. Everyone's going to play a lot, front load, and then get burned out, and then take a break. So, uh, Pentagon with another question. Do you think Bungie will keep the season pass format continuing to D3? If not, then what do you think you'd personally like to see? Yeah, on this subject, I think it's working fine. Um first time watching QA. sorry if I'm spamming with a lot of questions you're fine really long questions can be kind of tough sometimes it's it's fine you're you're not you're not doing anything out of out of, out of line um, I think both the player base numbers uh, and the structure are a sign that I think this can work um, so only 88,000 on PC Right, and the other day it was 90, and the day before that it was 900. It was, it was, it, like, it. that's just right now at this current hour. Um, so, every, the numbers will always go down as the season progresses. That's actually totally normal. But if they're still retaining over a million players a day, five years into the franchise's life, I think they're fine. If, if you're, listen, if they're always around a million, okay, if they're always around a million then that then that's exactly where they want to be 88k is lower than opulence and this is a busy season in gaming 88,000 at the present moment how did you what did you look at the present number counts during opulence on PC i don't believe that there's no way new light kicked this game into high gear as far as player saturation rates on steam it's a top 5 game i don't think that that's true for opulence maybe it was but the daily player base numbers according to destiny tracker back then dropped i remember we got like a month in we got like a month into uh opulence and it was like 800,000 pve 600,000 pvp and now we have more than that in pve every day i don't know if that's accurate i wasn't looking back then um Oh, opulence launched during a time in gaming when less games were coming out that was my point oh you're saying that the dip right now is attributed to the fact that there's lots of games to play right there's steam sales there's Christmas just happened so you know 453 thousand yesterday on PC well that's total that's total so almost half a million right yeah almost half a million on PC alone yesterday is pretty good that's almost half of the daily player base that's crazy that's really really high um so I think the format's working um I think the format's working and you also have to consider that hardcores will rotate out and come back new players will come in and stay and leave like there's always going to be a, a, a peep amount of people that come in stay leave come and stay for a little bit longer and leave leave for longer stay for longer there's always going to be a, a a rotating door of players to some degree um I am never concerned or worried when people say I'm burned out or I'm bored. That's normal. That happen- that's been happening in Destiny since I remember people telling me that. Okay, hang-, hang with me with how long ago this was. I remember people telling me that after Taken King launched. Three weeks into Taken King, I had folks coming in saying, I'm bored. There's nothing to do. And here we sit years later, years later looking at a bigger player base bigger daily player base numbers and people are saying the same thing so to me it's cyclical it's part of the rhythm people will get burned out and take breaks and come back and the best thing my my thought on this is if you got burned out during taken king or you got burned or like bored during taken king it was a long time before they gave you a reason to jump back in You went September all the way before, what, April for the April update. And then after the April update, nothing. Age of Triumph, but there was no new content. You know what I'm saying? There was long, long... Oh, Age of Triumph was after Rise of Iron. No, sorry. Yeah, after April update, there's this huge gap in between the April update and Rise of Iron. Now, if you get burned out and take a break, it's so much easier to jump back in. A couple months goes by. You drop 10 bucks on the game and you got a season pass an artifact and a new activity if you feel like playing Destiny right like they've they've got a solid, solid model right now. It's better, I actually think this model is better tuned for the people that get burned out. It's so much easier to jump back in than it used to be, especially during the Black Armory, Drifter, and Season of Opulence phase. It was harder to get back into the game back then, because you had a bigger you know, hill to climb leveling-wise, you had to do a bunch of stuff preliminarily, like come back and do surge bounties and surge quests before you could even do anything, and even then you felt behind. Now it's like, you just jump back in. You know, my problem is the FOMO, but that's something I just need to get over. I mean, that's part and parcel to any game that's going to have seasonal content. You're going to feel like if you sit that season out, you're missing out on what's happening, you know, and I don't think that that's an unhealthy response to something that, you know, is community and activity and loot driven. You're like, oh, I'm missing out on the stuff that's happening. Um, I never feel behind anymore with this game, right? I, I think this model. I think they've got it. I think they're locked in. I think people are going to have to adjust their expectations about raids. I think that Bungie has to meet people on the on the on the ground. Though there's got to be a bit of a compromise here. PvP needs a daily weekly ritual grind their their NPC needs a giant overhaul, Trials isn't going to save the PVP crowd it'll help, it'll add intrigue and interest but it's not going to save that daily weekly monthly grind for folks and I think you would start with him and then do something maybe similar with Zavala to give people that daily weekly ritual grind um, to make the game feel like there's more to do than just stack a bunch of bounties so i don't have a problem with the bounty system but it is very it is very um it's a bit of a narrow lane right now and i think they could broaden that lane in a couple of ways um but so everybody's got to kind of meet in the middle right now like people need to adjust their expectations because they're only ten dollar seasons but then bungie needs to meet us in the middle and say okay listen we know there are people that want to play crucible every day and we don't really have anything for you we don't there's not there's nothing here okay the ritual grind, you know, the quest grinds or whatever shaders and stuff. There needs to be a reason to check Shax every day and week and hits th- and hit things and grind things and do things for him, and that's not in the game right now. If I w- if I was Bungie, that'd be my priority for the next season. Priority one. If you if you touch anything Crucible at Bungie, I think your priority would be to look at how to create a grind daily, weekly, and monthly for Shax that is reminiscent of what the Obelisks look like. Stretch it out a little bit, right? We blitz the obelisks pretty fast. You would want to slow that down a little bit. So halfway through the season, you know your hardcores might be done, but everybody else is plugging along. Red rum was six months. Good luck to you in 2020. Happy New Year's. Thank you, sir. That's a purple badge. Thank you for half a year of subs. Um, so yeah, I think things look pretty good. I, I'm I'm very very I'm very very comfortable. With the player base numbers, even if the player base numbers drop, like right now they're hovering around a, a, a total, a total of a million a day. If it drops to about eight hundred thousand, that's still very healthy and that's not concerning. If you start getting down into like the half a million numbers, that's when it's concerning. I mean, total, total player base numbers. If they start to get down to about half a million, that's a little bit more concerning. That means you're really, really losing large chunks of folks. The question I would have if that happened, I would say, okay, let's see, let's see what happens when the spring season lands. Is there a rejuvenation? Is there a is there a surge of interest again into the numbers bounce back and stabilize. Um if they can always hover around 800,000 to a million players a day, that is just that is just a junk ton of players. Um so this also during the holidays. Well, right, and the holidays help and they hurt though, right? You're traveling, you're getting new games, you're getting new systems. You're not able to play. You're visiting family. You couldn't bring your Xbox because your mom wouldn't let you. Whatever. So, holidays help and hurt. I don't know. I don't know if that's that. I think that double edged sword nets a zero. I don't know if you're going to ever see the numbers go way up or way down during the holidays for an established game. Um, I remember Red Dead Redemption's launch week hurt Destiny's numbers. I remember watching the numbers go down and then they went back up a week later. Um, and you could attribute it to Red Dead Redemption it's just that popular of a game that it was noticeable when it launched that there were people that played that instead of Destiny for the week is this the last week of the dawning? no, there's like two more weeks this week and another week I believe because we've done two weeks now, haven't we? it runs until I forget in January, we'd have to look 17th of January, is that when it runs till? Um, so that's gonna do it for questions if you're here right now i'm gonna keep on streaming so if you've enjoyed yourself be sure to click the follow button and turn on notifications if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always hit uh the follow button you can come in here and hang out with us on twitch at sayno 2 rage.com as always if you're watching or listening in those other locations please like share and subscribe